Welcome to Predator Minute, the podcast that breaks down the 1987 action sci-fi classic Predator, one minute at a time. I'm John Zabriskie. I am Jeff Glover. And today we're talking Minute 75. Uh, If we're talking 75th anniversary, that's either the gold or the diamond anniversary. I feel like diamond was a while back, but I think by the time you hit 75, some things like you're just kind of throwing whatever valuable... (laughs) <laughs> thing you can't add gold, dime, platinum, uh, I don't know, space dust. Toilet paper. Yeah, we're past the paper and the wood, aren't we? <laughs> we're, we're far past. We're, we're much into, we're, yeah, further along into longer lasting things. Well, yeah. what what diamond thing did you give me, John? I'm waiting patiently. <laughs> Toilet flush sound effect in the background <laughs> added. <laughs> flush. I got you your own uh, personal roll of my thin toilet paper. <laughs> Toilet paper. I got you a new right arm. <laughs> oh. Oh, timely reference. He's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> right oh. arm. Well, how, how are things going over there in uh, quarantine land? Mr. Zabriskie. Hey, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. Just doing a lot of barbecuing lately and uh, spend a lot more time with the kiddos. How about you? Yeah, same here. Uh, 12 of our uh, 13 listeners out there. I hope you guys are doing well. And uh, I I do, uh, in a, uh, to be be honest, I really do hope that uh, anyone who enjoys our podcast, among many other podcasts, I'm sure you enjoy. uh, I hope that um, you can listen to this and get a little break from reality while you uh, take care of your family. So yeah. Thank you to all the predator minute listeners out there. Yeah. Thank you. That's uh, funny. You should mention that. Um, Thanking the listeners. I agree. Thank you so much. We really uh, appreciate the listenership and the participation when you're able, Uh, but on my SoundCloud account, I'm able to see how many times each episode has been listened to. And just in the last couple of weeks, we passed 10,000 listens for all of our combined episodes on SoundCloud. So thank you so much, listeners. Yeah. Good good job, us. Yeah, good job, us. I don't know what the (laughs) iTunes numbers look like because every time I use the iTunes data, it says it's in beta mode. So I don't really know what to trust there. Hmm. It's a it's a Mac uh Mac 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 It's a it's a it's a Mac Windows issue probably. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh I have to admit that uh looking I've been looking forward to jumping back on the microphone with you during this time cuz it gives me a nice little break from reality and uh uh I think we can probably record more of these probably more frequently in the next couple weeks cuz Frankly, I have the time if you do. <laughs> and some of my guest hopefuls have opened up too. So I'm really looking forward to having some guests on that we haven't had in the past. Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun to look forward to down yeah, the, way on the road here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, but let's uh, dive into Predator Minute while we're at yeah. it. This is Minute 75, as I mentioned before, which opens with Dylan. 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 Awkwardly spinning to face the Predator. And it ends with Anna Anna yelling to Dutch to... Give her the weapon. Give her the weapon. Give her the weapon. Yeah, so we're concluding. We're carrying over from last minute here, and we see the final demise of Dylan. 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 Dixon. Dylan. 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 
Dylan! Which we knew was gonna happen at the end of last minute. We saw his arm fly off of his body and land on the ground with the gun still firing. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fantastic death scene. But um, that wasn't actually the death scene. This is the real death scene. This is the final uh, moment of, of Dylan's life, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for Dylan. all of us. Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Um, so uh, should we get into it here? We, we, should I Let's take the first few seconds? Yeah, take us through the action. The action. Action Jackson. Oh, that's Dylan's uh, next movie. Carl Weathers is... Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. Well, we're, we're breaking this uh, minute up into two parts, as we often do. But the first part's just going to be really the the end of Dylan's death, uh, mm-hmm. which is about the first nine seconds of this minute. So we get Dylan. He's still turning Dylan. towards the predator. Dylan, Dylan. with his remaining uh, arm and uh, his gun. <laughs> Uh, and we cut back to the cloaked predator who's approaching Dylan. The predator extends his wolverine-like claws. Pretty awesome to see. Yeah, shing. Cut back to Dylan. Dylan. Shoving his gun forward and squeezing off a couple rounds before the predator jabs him, lifts him off the ground, causing Dylan to scream in an extreme close-up. And what a scream it is to be heard in the second part of our minute yeah. by the rest of the team who uh, must be at least a few hundred yards away. Who knows? I I love the Wolverine-esque claws that he pops out here. Mm-hmm. This is once again a new weapon that we haven't seen from the Predator, correct? Correct. We haven't seen it, but we think we've seen its handiwork um, right. with Hawkins much earlier. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So we get this nice, like, double, looks like like two parallel claws. We assume sort of protruding from the back of his hand like a, a some sort of gloved weapon. We get a nice slam into Dylan, uh, and the shot of him, like, lifted up off the ground is really cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because the special effects there are neat because you can't obviously see any wire work or anything. He just kind of comes up off off the ground and you mm-hmm. see the cloaked predator uh, behind him holding him up. Pretty gnarly. Yeah, that's a good point about not seeing any strings or anything like that. How do you think they achieved that effect? Because John McTiernan is not really talking about it. I think it must be some wire work, um, mm. if I was to guess. You know, maybe some, uh, you know, well, you know, looking at it actually... When they, I'm, I'm kind of like frame by framing it right now. They never show the bottom of his feet. Right. Close. So it's possible that they had someone or something lifting him up there. But the way he kind of pops up looks to me like he's being lifted from his torso. So, okay. I, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just sort of inclined to think that that is maybe some wire work or harness work. And then the, right. special, the special effects team covers that up but i could be wrong there could be something below him that's like a platform or some people that are lifting him up that's possible yeah yeah but i have a hard time seeing him the way he's tilted like to lift him up that way it looks like he would lose his balance but maybe that's just the camera yeah that might just be the camera with distorting everything with its angles because the camera is tilted isn't it yeah 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 the, the whole scene just remains this mismatch 
mismatch, no mismatch, whatever. <laughs> the whole scene is, is made up of a lot of a different angled camera shots, including yeah, Dylan's uh, death scene until you see his face, which is I think straight on it's level. Right. Yeah. And that, that is pretty straightforward. And he's got that bloody mouth, blood on the teeth. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's just like spit up blood pretty gnarly. Yeah. And speaking of blood, they could have gone really, really bloody here and probably still kept their R ready R rating. But yeah. uh, John McTiernan is, geez, I'm slurring all over the place. Sorry. Have another beer, my friend. <laughs> That'll straighten it out. It's like amnesia. Yeah, you, you got to like come over the other end of the curve and come back down to normal. Flatten the curve. Flatten, flatten the, curve. the curve. Yeah, drink more, <laughs> flatten the curve. Is that how it works? That is how it works. <laughs> uh, but I think the point I was trying to make was they could have made this all sorts of bloody, but John McTiernan, the director, uh, did a great job of editing of editing around <laughs> good lord <laughs> this thing is not going to get off the ground okay <laughs> he does a great job of editing the different shots together to tell you exactly what is happening here without having to show you uh, and you feel i believe just as visceral as if you saw all the blood and guts with uh specifically the blades coming out Dylan's close-up and then right after Dylan's close-up of his face you see his bare abdomen his bare chest uh, essentially providing a meaty target for the predator to jab those wolverine-like claws in and lift him up I just can't imagine that'd be so so painful he Dylan died a painful death he really did like having the arm cut off put your body into trauma you know into mm-hmm. shock and then you're right when, when he spins and we get that sh- very very quick shot of his like sweaty chest right it's it's very very fast but as soon as we get the next image of the predator lifting him off the ground we know exactly what happened because that mm-hmm. shot is meant to imply that hey there's there's his opening that's exactly where the predator is going to aim his his Wolverine claws. Yeah, it was, I am surprised we get a, a, a gory dismembering of his arm, but when it comes to the um, stabbing of him, they leave that to the imagination. Um, mm-hmm. And part of me, the part of me that loves, uh, you know, gory deaths feels cheated, but uh, I, I agree with what you, you said, like it's sometimes less is more. And this is a case where, leaving it to the imagination almost makes it worse because you have to think about what that actually looked and felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And later on, well, later on, next minute, we're going to hear more and see even less yeah. uh, from Billy and his own demise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. This really does officially mark the end of Dylan, correct? Dylan! 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 Dylan, Dylan. So... Is this, is this an appropriate time for a rest in peace limerick? Yeah, for the purpose of this movie and this podcast, let's just assume he's dead now. Yeah, I think we, I think we have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's definitely armless, and I, I think his corpse is, or his body will soon be lifeless. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Title, Dylan. Dylan! 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 His muscles bulge through his white linen shirt. 
He lies about operations covert, but laser blasts abound. His arm falls to the ground, and now his hand only shakes the cold dirt. Wow. <laughs> Holy God, that, that's your best one so far. Really? Oh. That's, oh, that's easily the best one so far. I was, oh, <laughs> you, you brought the whole thing full circle. <laughs> you talked about the, oh, the handshake at the beginning, and then you talk about his hand only shaking the cold dirt now, and you remember that he had a linen shirt. You weren't even there for that minute. That's crazy. <laughs> Son right. of a bitch. Character arc full circle. That's what, that's oh what my, we do around here. Oh my gosh. That uh, I'm, I would stand up and applaud, but oh, I'm, 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 bowing. Bowing. I'm bowing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, that was amazing. That was amazing. Oh, well, rest in peace. Dylan. 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 You son of a bitch. Gonna miss you. Mm. Gonna miss you, Dylan. Dylan. Did, um, before we dive into like maybe favorite lines of Dylan, yeah. um, I just want a quick shout out to the score again. I love referencing the score because mm. when things like this happen where you're not maybe showing a lot of the blood and the guts here, especially in this last couple, well, sorry, specifically with like Dylan's death here and Billy's death next minute, uh, I feel like the score is working really well in the conjunction with what's happening on screen and then with what's happening off screen with Dylan's score, his, his track continues, his track, remember his titled Dylan is disarmed. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, as the predator is approaching him, we have this very um, Raiders of the Lost Ark flourish. I feel like this as opposed to like hyper scary, intense music. It's much more like, it still has this air of mystery about it when the predator is approaching him to stab him. Yeah, absolutely. I when I was has, listening, yeah. watching the minute over and over again, I, that actually came to my mind. And then I read your notes on that, and you mentioned Raiders, and I was like, "Oh my god, you're absolutely right!" Like I, I, it felt familiar to me, and you nailed it. Like that's that's absolutely the the same type of sound. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think specifically of the scene when. The Nazis open the Lost Ark at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, and they're, right. the spirits are all floating around, and nobody knows what's going to happen. I'm actually watching the scene right now, and yeah, they have a very similar like horn crescendo that maybe Alan Silvestri is copying right here from oh, John Williams. Wow. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, it helps. It helps. Um, I don't know. It helps add something to the movie. I couldn't say what. Maybe like uh, this crazy unbelievable things still happening right in front of Dylan's eyes, I suppose. Yeah, well, it's it's music that invokes that that feeling, right? Like, same with Raiders and same with this. It's, it's a sense of dread. It's also a sense of unknown. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard to describe music over a podcast, right? But if you right. watch this scene and listen to it, you'll know what we're saying. Like it, it invokes a, a very a specific feeling. And it's always impressive to me when a composer um, or someone in charge of, of finding a good score for a film can find that perfect piece of music to match the film. And, and that happens mm-hmm. over and over again in this movie. And I think this is a good example. I think so. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like that's, it's, been a strong characteristic of this movie throughout the whole film. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, yeah, let's talk a little bit about Dylan. Do you have a favorite Dylan line or favorite Dylan moment? Well, my favorite Dylan line is, has to be target the center of the pull <laughs> <laughs> Target the center of the 
the center of the palava. Target to the center of the palava. It's it's uh, I love it because it's so nonsensical, and, yeah. <laughs> and we've referenced it over and over again in this show. Target the center of the palava. And uh, when I think about early lines from Dylan in the first kind of one third of the movie, it's always what comes to mind. So mm-hmm. um, it may not be the best, but I think it's my favorite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What about you? Do you have a favorite Dylan moment or line? Man, I <clears throat> I like so much about Dylan, even though he's uh, clearly a pro her he's clearly a, an antagonist uh, throughout mm-hmm. the first part of the movie or throughout the first act um but i really really act. like act I, I i really I, I guess some hall of fame uh lines are when he is face to face with dutch uh, in the gorilla camp palapa mm. um and he's saying he says he, he's having that back and forth He's saying, yeah, he says, look, we just stopped a major invasion. In three days, they would have been across the border with this stuff. And then he says, why us? And Dylan answers, because nobody else could have pulled this off. You're Mm. pissed about the cover story. I knew I couldn't get here. I knew I couldn't get you in here without it. Look, we've been looking for this place for months. My men were in that chopper. My oh, that's that's what I like. He says, "My men were in that chopper when it got hit." He yes, really my men and were in that chopper. My men were in that chopper when it got hit. Yeah, my men were in that chopper. <laughs> Hopper's orders were to go in and get my men, and they disappeared. He didn't disappear. He was stood alive. That's my not- orders were to get somebody in to <clears throat> crack these bastards, and then you 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 always chime in. You go crack, crack. He says, Mac. I woke up. Why don't you? You're an asset, an expendable asset, and I used you to get. The job done yeah that that that's kind of the first real like conflict that him and and dutch play out right like when mm-hmm. they're when they're dylan's suspicions or excuse me dutch's suspicions of dylan kind of come to a head and they actually air out their grievances to one another um that's the kind of the first time that's a that's a good moment that's a good pivotal moment in their kind of story arc their friendship in this film yeah it's like you know the first of two major twists yeah. in the movie yeah. um, I would say is learning that the team is not actually on a rescue assignment. They're on just kind of like cleanup detail or I don't know, data extraction. Right. Right. Versus <laughs> rescuing hostages. Like we're not assassins. We're not assassins. We're a rescue team. We're not assassins. We are rescue team, not assassins. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I really like that exchange, but um, it's, it's hard for me to pick between my men were in that chopper and the very first line from Dylan, which is cause some damn fool accused you of being the best. Cause some damn fool accused you of being the best. Yeah. That was the other, th- I was mulling over like, I always, I love that the first scene, of course, in the first. And that starts the handshake. Yeah. Yeah. And the handshake, of course, and you push too many pencils and I like that whole scene where they introduce or they reunite with one another is, is classic and great too. But yeah, it's hard to choose, man. Hard to choose. Yeah. Like look at the center of the Palapa. Yeah. Yeah. He's the target the center of the Palapa. Target's the center of the Palapa. (laughs) It's the only time we hear the word Palapa in the film. I I feel like Dylan adds a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, lore to, or he has a lot of background information to the characters that yeah. we just don't know if he's not there. He's telling us, he's telling us things about Dutch and his team. He's telling us about the operation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Without him, you're just kind of, yeah. On this uh, maybe rescue mission and they're trying to escape and you're not knowing a whole lot else about the team. Yeah. The he's, 
he's an important part of this story and and without it you um, miss you, you miss out on a, a whole emotional level to them being trapped in the jungle and and yeah so although our, our feelings about the character Dylan are, are mixed uh, we will miss his addition to the story absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well should we get into the second half here yeah let's let's dive into the second half let's talk about picking up at about minute 10. Our second 10. Second 10, yeah. We'll do second 10 all the way to the end of the minute uh, because we really kind of catch up with the rest of the team here. Um, And we cut to Billy, Anna, Anna, Ponchito, and Dutch, and they're crossing a large log above a ravine. And I want to talk about this a little bit. Um, And then they turn, they hear uh, Dylan scream and some gunfire. Dylan! Uh, They resume their walking. Uh, Ponchito's grunting the whole... Grunting the grunching grunting the whole way <laughs> um, and then Billy inexplicably stays on the log throws down his gun takes off his vest and his shirt um, Dutch and Poncho continue on after Anna Ano and Billy rips the talisman necklace off of his neck gripping it tightly uh, and then we cut back to Dutch and Poncho along, uh, moving along and uh, then a close-up of Billy's face and then his machete as he pulls it out. And then we cut back again to Anna Anna climbing ahead of the other guys and uh, asking Dutch for his weapon. So, yeah, this is the rest of the team kind of escaping the place they were just in the jungle. And uh, we'll get to the different beats of this, but I want to start with this log that they're crossing over the ravine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a very cool shot. Uh, and I wanted to ask you, you made mention this in the notes. Do you think this is a matte painting background right here? Yeah, I totally think this is some kind of composite shot. And as I'm watching so it too. over and over, yeah. starting about second 12 and going to second 14, you have this giant <clears throat> log, which um, in my notes states that this is a concrete log that the production crew created for the movie. It's used Which later on. Which is crazy because that looks yeah. like a real log. Like that's looks like impressive. a real log. Yeah. You have to imagine though, like would they actually send millions of dollars worth of talent? I'm talking about Schwarzenegger here um, across this log, right. uh, <laughs> just a natural log that could have, you know, slippery well, spots. And whatnot. yeah, I just mean like it, it's very realistic looking like they did. Very realistic. Up. Yeah. I can't remember where I saw the facts about it too, but it weighed so many tons of concrete. Jeez, uh, I yeah. think it's a composite shot. I think there's something weird going on under it. Above it, I think that's all natural jungle with the green mm. and the trees. But under it, I mean, you're looking at like what looks like a hugely steep ravine. You're looking at some water effects in the background that honestly remind me a little bit about uh, like Chrono Trigger, Super Nintendo kind of water effects. Yeah. Where it's like, here's the palette of blue. And we'll make sure the water sparkles by making like a white pixel blink off and on in the water. Yeah, and it, they barely it, blink. Like everything is pretty stationary when you look at it, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it looks totally artificial under the log. But I think they composited that by matting under the log and putting the real stuff on top. Like even like if you look at the jungle trees under the log compared to above the log, they look different. Yeah, I I agree with you. And I'll be honest, I got very excited about the shot because I love matte painting shots from the 80s. Like 
one of my favorite movies of all time, The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, has yes. some gorgeous matte paintings in the opening sequence when the helicopter's coming in. And I think this is, wh- whether it's a matte painting or something that like a blue or green screen that's going on, whatever they've done, although you can kind of tell that it's super, like maybe superimposed, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Like I think it's extremely well done. You don't get that weird... Sometimes, you know, with like cheaper movies, you can tell when characters are standing in front of a green screen. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I hate that. Yeah, yeah. And it just like takes you out of the film. And that does not happen here. Like I'm able to pause the film and look at it and like and uh, just enjoy and admire the the cinematography here of this shot. This what seems to be a composition and also like it's also very believable like it looks really really good so are you looking at it right now i am yeah okay so i have a theory because i know this log is made out of concrete i don't think this concrete log is spanning the whole ravine or whatever they're Mm. doing here i think it's to me if i'm tracing like the lines under the log it almost forms this tree trunk under the log itself heading downward if you kind of like see all the downward angles from kind of this middle of the log starting at the roots Mm. and going to almost the whole left of the log uh, where there's like a little branch broken off the bottom of the log on the left side of the log. Yeah, It's almost like there's, they're trying to hide like some kind of support under the log with the matte painting. If you see what I mean, like to me it looks like, yeah, I see it. I see it. Um, it almost looks like, yeah, some kind of like trunk is made up under the log to support it, but they matted over it somehow. But yeah, still all the same. I love that movie magic matte painting way more than any kind of CGI will ever do. Yeah. I love it. You know, like, and, and the Raiders or Indiana Jones movies are famous for some great matte paintings. Yes. Um, and so I, I really enjoyed seeing this shot here. I I almost wish it was just a little, they lingered on it a little bit longer because it, it goes by in about three seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really is three seconds. Yeah, I know it's a cool, very gorgeous shot. So yeah, when you get to minute uh, 75 and about 15 seconds, pause the film boys and girls and just admire that uh, great wide shot of the jungle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. I love that movie magic. Yeah. Uh, so then, uh, after they cross the log here, if you have no more to add about the log, no, we, um, we see the rest of the team kind of moving along, as I mentioned, uh, and we cut back to Billy. What the hell is Billy doing here, John? What guy, Billy so spooked. Jeez, man. I don't know. He's, he's stripping down. He's really going as macho as you can. He threw, he throws his gun away. He throws his gun. He throws the pack first, pack. which who knows pack, which pack. who knows what was ever in that. And he takes off his vest. Like, okay, this is the real deal. He pulls off the talisman, holds it in one hand and pulls out his machete and holds it in the other. Machete. Machete. I understand I that he's yeah. uh, upset here and, and perhaps wants to get revenge on what he realizes has just happened. Um, but I don't understand throwing your gun down into the ravine. I don't understand either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I, uh, I don't, you know, maybe he just feels like, uh, I'm going to go fight this thing like beast to beast. 
yeah. animal to animal. I don't know, but the predator's not throwing his laser cannon down the ravine. <laughs> so or, I don't yeah. know what Billy's doing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Well, and I'll talk more about a little bit of background, what, what could be going through Billy's head next minute. Yeah. Because I found a cool little side comment, side comic I'd like to talk about. Okay. Uh, but this is the first time I've ever noticed that he puts the he has the talisman in the same hand as the machete. I don't know why I never noticed that before. I thought he had them in separate hands, but no, he wraps up the talisman in the right hand. He pulls the machete out with his right hand. So he's kind of holding both with one hand. I thought that was interesting. Like maybe to him, the talisman was supposed to give him some kind of extra power or power to his machete. Machete. Yeah. That, I didn't notice that either, but yeah, that he reaches for his machete and there it is wrapped around his hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did you say was in the talisman before? Oh. <laughs> like a little porno mag or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a little, some, uh, just some material. Just a little. <laughs> he likes the articles. He like, he reads it for the articles, but you know, you got to tuck a little away for his quiet alone time. <gasps> yeah. Oh, man. I mean, Billy's got a jacket every once in a while, like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's giving him power. <laughs> oh, Billy. Oh, man. Billy. So, well, I mean, we'll talk more about this next minute when we catch back up with him. But clearly, he has thrown aside all of his resources. And you get the impression here that he's just going in himself with his machete. Uh, you get the feeling that he knows he's probably not coming out alive Mm -hmm. um, if he's just dropping all of his stuff and going in. But uh, yeah, this is sort of his last stand, isn't it? It is his last stand. Yeah, this is uh, a track titled Billy's Last Stand. So after Arnold tells him, hey, Billy, Billy, let's go, and then quickly gives up on Billy, uh, Mm -hmm. Billy's track really kicks in with these kind of what I'm describing as dread-filled notes, like horn notes, this kind of uh, low, long notes. This No, there's nothing like heroic about this sacrifice, according to the music. There's nothing victorious, nothing noble. It's just... It's um, more dread, right? Yeah, it's much more dread, yeah. Well, after uh, that, we just cut back to Anna Anna, uh, kind of crawling, walking through the jungle here, and then pulling the rest of the team along and asking for the weapon to get everyone up and over this log. Give me the weapon! I don't have a whole lot to add about this. Uh, this will carry over into the next minute, but that kind of brings us to a close. Did you have anything else to add about this section? Uh, <clears throat> I think it's interesting, Anna Anna clearly trying to help the team now. She's clearly part of the team. She's saying, yeah. Dame la arma, Dame la arma. When Dutch gives her a grunt, huh? she says, Give me the weapon! Dame la arma! Uh. Give me the weapon! Give <laughs> me weapon! She's, essentially, she grabs it from Dutch so that he and Panchito can climb the little hill. Yeah, it's a it's a quick little indication there that you're right. She's just in full-on survival mode with these guys. Like She feels no fear from them anymore. The only fear to be felt from anybody is from this alien that's stalking them. And so this, this sort of finalizes what we know is that they are just all working together now. Yeah. I, th- yeah. I thought it was a ni- nice way to, I don't know, to, to tie the team together in these desperate circumstances. There's a little possible goof in her translation. She's saying Dame la Arma. I looked it up 
to see if she should be saying Dame El Arma. Mm. And for the singular weapon in Spanish, you would say El Arma, but for plural weapons, you would say Las Armas. I thought that was a, an oh. interesting little subject. Well, Las Armas. Even also ties subject. back to uh, Dylan, who lost his Las Armas. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the predator was saying with his weapon, give me, give me your arm. Give me La Arma. <laughs> give me that La Arma. Give me El Arma right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, towards the end, I like the little water effect. You don't, I don't know. It's 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 another blink and you'll miss it kind of detail. But uh, she's reaching in for the weapon, and there's a little a rock with water running over it. It's probably a, a production oh, yeah. design kind of thing, uh, and who knows why it's there. But I just like making the environment that more alive. Like this is a real jungle. Don't forget, here's some yeah. running water. Maybe it's foreshadowing with Dutch jumping off the waterfall later. I don't know. Mm. Mm. That takes. Uh, some clever planning if, if that's the direction you're going <laughs> with little uh, hints and pieces there. I don't know. Yeah. It's a cool little shot. Like you're quick. You're right. It goes very quick, but there is water running off that uh, rock to the right there when she crawls through. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And it continues uh, through the edit, which is yeah always a sign of someone doing their job really well is keeping something like running water right. uh, in play. Um, let's see. Last Thing I'll talk about the script difference now between what happened originally in the script and then what happens in the movie. Um, in the script, Mac, who goes Mac. by Blaine, Mac, Mac. Who goes by Blaine in the script. Uh, he dies after Dylan, who's known as Dixon. Dixon. Hmm. Uh, Dixon. Dixon. In the script, <laughs> uh, but in the script, Mac is the one who suffers Dylan's fate after Mac sees. Dylan's body. So he kind of switched those mm. rules around in the original script, uh, which includes him lose, losing his arm and then being stabbed in the gut by the predator. But Dylan, Dylan. who dies, Dylan, Dylan. who dies beforehand in the script, is killed not by a laser blast, but the predator just slashing his throat. And in oh. that case, I'm thinking that's more like Hawkins' death uh, by that time. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that's less creative, but. Um... It's less creative because what happens in the script is the predator just uses the same method every time. It's just stabbing people uh, yeah. or hurtling a sharp weapon at people. It's it's a very similar way of taking people out. Got it. Hmm. Whereas in the movie so far, we've had what? Slash, laser blast, laser blast. Uh, but it's different. Stabbed. It's like laser blast to the chest. Laser right. blast to the head, laser blast to the arm. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they mix it up. They mix up the uh, the the gore effects can change depending on where it hits the body. Right. Right. I think that's and I think that's an effect of, or I think that's a circumstance of writing action in a script is that it's probably really hard to write action scenes that tell a story at all or that mm-hmm. are that interesting. Like if you ever read like Lord of the Rings or something like that, like the battle scenes are by far the most boring because like how often do you want to say like this guy hits this guy with the sword, this guy shoots an arrow at this guy. That's right. really boring to read. Right, right. I, I would skip over that. But you watch that in the movie and if it's done creatively, like in this movie, like, oh, I can't take my eyes off it. I want to watch that scene over and over again. Right, right. Hmm. It's just a different medium is uh, my reasoning. But I think that's all I have for – Minute 75, if uh, you have nothing left. I got nothing left. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. Dylan. 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 Uh, Thanks for the limerick. Oh, we never talked about Mac and our favorite Mac moments. Do you want to talk about favorite Mac moments 
next minute? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we have a lot coming next minute, by the way. We have uh, possibly two other members dying. So that's going to be more <laughs> memories and limericks and drinking. And oh, it's going to be a heck of a time. It's, uh, it sounds fun. We, we can do it. We can do it. We can do it. All right. So. Should we jump into recommends? Are we there? We shall. Recommend away, Jeff. Well, I was thinking that while we're all quarantined into our homes with our uh, spouses and children or perhaps by yourself, <laughs> I, I want to try to recommend some things that people can watch on popular streaming services. And so uh, I'm going to have kind of a running theme. The next couple of weeks, I'm going to recommend um, action movies that I find streaming that I have never watched before. And so I, I curated uh, a, a good list from Netflix of a bunch of movies I hadn't seen. And um, the first one that I watched just the other day was called Triple Threat, which came oh. out in 2019. And this was great. It was uh, kind of the epitome of a great di- direct-to-video action movie. This stars Tony Ja, um, who is a famous Thai martial artist, actor, action choreographer who's been... Uh, in and worked on a bunch of great action movies. Um, I'm going to butcher his name, but he's famous for the Raid movies. Uh, Iko Uweas? I'm sorry if I said that wrong, but uh, he's kind of the main guy from the Raid and the Raid 2 and The Night Comes for Us and a bunch of other great uh, South Korean, or excuse me, uh, Indonesian action movies. He's in it, along with Tiger Chen, who's also a very famous Chinese martial artist. And the three of them uh, are just kicking ass to this movie. And then we also get the addition of Scott Atkins, who we all know is one of my favorite direct-to-video action stars. And he plays the bad guy, which is so much fun. Um, Anyway, it's triple threat. The plot doesn't matter. It it really doesn't. Like, I actually kind of lost track of what the plot was. Um, (laughs) This movie is just filled with wall-to-wall great action scenes, fight choreography, gun fights. I think there's a couple car chases in there. Um, It's just exactly what I was looking for when I turned this on. I just wanted to lose myself in a, a great action movie and I didn't give a shit about the plot and this was perfect so check out Triple Threat it's on Netflix um, so it's waiting for you to watch right now put it in your queue alright we'll yeah. do that mm-hmm. what you got for us today John um, I've been listening to some podcasts at night uh, specifically yeah exactly you probably huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, um, a favorite hobby of mine mm-hmm there's one podcast I've recommended in the past uh, that's We Hate Movies. It's a group of four guys. I think they're old college buddies, and they break down movies basically scene by scene, plot point by plot point, but they do so in hilarious fashion. They're just so, so funny when they break down the movies, and their impressions are top-notch, and they just have some great callbacks to you know, seasons long gags that they put on or other characters that they brought up. Um, but specifically, uh, to put a new recommend on it, I would recommend joining their Patreon at the $8 level. I know it sounds weird to plug someone else's Patreon for a podcast, Mm. uh, but they have some solid, solid content. Um, there's anything from the breaking down of the new move, the new Picard series episode by episode, uh, which are really entertaining, even though I haven't seen the show, Hmm. Um, but they also take random characters from 
Star Wars movies and talk about them for half an hour, 45 minutes. That uh, series is called the Gleep Glossary. Uh, they also have a series of movies, uh, a series of movie reviews called We Love Movies on that Patreon feed where they review movies that they really enjoy and they basically gush over it while still making fun of the movie, of course, because that's their bread and butter. <laughs> um, but what I have to really highly recommend from that $8 level is is the series of Twilight movie commentaries they did. Oh, no. <laughs> because after the first two movies, they started doing a power hour for the first hour of the movie. If you're not familiar <laughs> with a power hour, that is where you drink a shot of beer every 60 seconds no, for an hour. Really? So the, the, the movie just... Yeah, it's it's hilarious to hear Steven Sadak say drink every time. Oh, you're going to have to listen to it. And just like by the time they hit that 45 minute and then past the hour mark, it is just balls to the wall, just yelling and sometimes maybe like 30% staying on topic with the movie, what's that they're watching in front of them. It's just, oh, it's just so fun. It, Wait, did they do this for all the Twilight movies or you said just like once they, they started got with the third one and okay. then they're doing it for the fourth one. At, and then I'm pretty sure I haven't listened to the fifth one yet, but I, I, I almost a hundred percent certain that they're listening, that they're doing the power wow. hour for the fifth one. They're talking, they're joking you, around maybe doing a century, but that's yeah, just something that's, that ends in puking usually. Yeah. Did you actually watch the movie while they did it or did you just listen to the commentary like a podcast? Just like a podcast, just yeah. because I'm doing so many things these right, days, like right, whether right. it's like cleaning or cooking or working out. Taking care of children. Taking care of children. Yeah. When I'm just taking care of like a little baby. Doesn't seem to have a problem with me listening to a podcast. Playing <laughs> right. around with him. But uh, yeah, I recommend that's We Hate Movies, the Patreon level, specifically the uh, Twilight Mentaries. They, they always end their commentaries just with Mentaries. So they're watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They call it the TMNT Mentary. Or the, <laughs> ju- they just released tonight the Justice League Mentary. And I cannot wait to listen to that because that's a movie I've actually seen. I know it's going on, but yeah. some of the movies I haven't. And it still is just as funny to me, honestly. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Oh, good recommend. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm not. Thanks. I, I do like that podcast. I'm. I have not listened to it. I don't think as much as you have. Um, right. But I know it as a quality uh, movie podcast, and uh, I might have to jump on that Patreon to check it out. It sounds great. Yeah. yeah. It is one of my OG podcasts that yeah. I listened to when I first started listening to podcasts back in 2012. There was a handful I started with, and. Uh, now I'm left with that with uh, We Hate Movies still I listen to every episode uh, another podcast called Now Playing where they break down mm-hmm. movies and like do these big movie retrospectives where they break down all the movies in a certain series yeah that's good they're great yeah. yeah, so I haven't really missed an episode between those two since 2012, and wow. that's about it. So, yeah, high praise to them for keeping my attention and keeping going for, you know, however long. I think I think each of them is around, like, the 10 or 11 or 12-year mark of releasing episodes, which is just yeah. mind-boggling. Yeah, I think we're on very year impressive. two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very, very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Good, good stuff. Cool, man. So we're done with the recommend. So where can people find you, Jeff? Oh, well, you can find me on the Twitter sphere, Carl underscore Hungus 314. My name is Carl been expert. Come find me there on the Twitter. I'll find you. You'll find me. Where can we find Predator Minute these days, John? Well, you can find Predator Minute 
online doing a lot of shoe talk honestly because <laughs> during the day there's there's not a whole lot else i'm really interested in checking out online <laughs> I, I know there's a little bit of a coronavirus going around but a little bit man there's you could just go in circles reading about that and dreading that and fearing that i'd rather just look at hey something to look forward to and usually that shoes or other podcasts i don't know what else comedy yeah. posts funny posts uh, you can find that at predator minute on the twitter you can email the show predator minute at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on facebook the predator minute listeners palapa. target the center of the palapa target the center of the palapa R.I.P. Dylan. Dylan. Oh, R.I.P. Dylan. Giving giving us so many good memories, so many good quotes, and mm. good just just good looks. We didn't even talk about just the plethora of looks Dylan has. Whether it's you know perplexed, whether it's angry, glistening just, bicep. Yeah, being buff, <laughs> or just dying in a very confused manner. Yeah. He, he brought it all to the table. Thank you, Carl Weathers. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks. Thank you, Dylan. Thank you, Carl Weathers. Dylan! Rest in yeah. peace, my friend. Mm. Rest in peace. So for all things Dylan and Dylan. 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 Predator Minute 75. I've been John Zabriskie. And I am Jeff Glover. And until next time. Stick around. Stick around. Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Are you pushing too many pencils? (laughs) That was terrible. Don't use that. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of choked on my wine while I was saying that. (laughs) What? Got Billy so spooked. The CIA got you pushing too many pencils. The CIA got you pushing too many pencils. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils. Huh? That's the keeper. And <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Dylan, 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 Dylan. I'm going in with you, Dutch. D I L L O N. D I L L O N. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Never knew how much I missed this, Dutch. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Target's the center of the Dylan, 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 Dylan. Shots on your night. Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Dylan. Look, we just stopped a major invasion. Dylan. Dylan. My men were in that chopper when it got here. Dylan. Dylan. They did the same thing to Jim Bob. Bastards. Dylan, 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 Dylan. Fucking lizard. D I L L O N. Dylan. Thanks. You really think this Boy Scout bullshit's gonna work? Hold it, Dutch. I'm going after Mac. Dylan. Dylan. I see you. Mac. Dylan, 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 Dylan. 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 You son of a bitch. What's the matter? The CIA got you pushing too many pencils? Huh? Had enough? Make it easy on yourself, Dutch. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But did know when to quit, huh? Damn good to see you, Dutch. What is this fucking Thai business? Oh, come on, forget about my Thai, man.
I heard about that little job you pulled off in Berlin. Very nice, Dutch. Good old days. Yeah, like the good old days.